life, love, relationships, music, art. This is Just Real Talk with your girl, DJ Lady B. And welcome back to the podcast, guys. Episode four. It's so crazy to know that this is already episode four. I can't thank you enough for the support that I've received. And, um, you know, I'm outside again because I like the way it feels. And due to popular demand for episode four, I'm bringing back Erica. Erica, what's up? Hi, guys. I'm so happy to be back on episode four of Just Real Talk. I didn't know the response was going to be so good for episode three, so I'm happy to be back. So, yeah, let's just get started, my friend. And I think this topic today is going to kind of segue uh, where we left off on episode three. Uh, we were talking about, um, what were we talking about episode We three? were talking about when being the nice guy is enough. Yeah, right? And so this next one is going to be talking about being bad at love and breaking the cycle. So if you looked at the title, it may be a little confusing. It's not two topics. It's literally being bad at love and breaking the cycle and what that means. So I always start the podcast with giving you like a little segue or a background into what it is, blah, blah, blah. So being bad at love is when you're doing things in relationships that have not been successful and wondering how did you learn those negative traits that you tolerated but then if you stop and think, it's because you're continuing a cycle of how you learn to love or be in a relationship. So I was listening to a song today by Halsey. I think that's her name. Halsey, yeah, Halsey, yeah. I think. Yeah, yeah. Halsey. And it's uh, Bad at Love, and she goes through so many, like, scenarios in this song, and I realized, like, yo, this would be a great way to really talk about why I chose to go on this journey and where I am now and why the first three episodes were what they were um, and be able to share something with you that I haven't shared with anybody except the person that, that they have been with. Also, the reason why uh, the, the young lady I mentioned in episode two and three that I recently met, why that, that meeting and connection is so deep and uh, how it's just cool because of the connection, you know, is different for me, so... Um, Erica, so what, what do you feel about the topic before we dive in? Like, being bad at love is a scenario that I think a lot of people suffer from. Yeah, so essentially when it comes to, like, being bad at love, like, if, for those of you who tuned in last week, um, you may or may not know this, but I've never been in a romantic relationship before. Of course, I have a relationship with friends, family members, but I've never been in a romantic relationship with another individual, so... Not to say, like, I'm, like, amazing, I love, I'm, like, the guru, like, I got the shit on lock. It's just a matter of just how to approach it. And in regards to, like, what is it, the trauma? Yeah. Uh, the trauma of it would definitely be based off programs. You know, a lot of people like to say, hey, um, I'm not a robot. You know how, like, you go online and, like, you're signing up for, like, a Gmail account and they say just to make sure you're not a robot, type in these, like, five letters? Humans are like that. We're, in a way, we're like robots. We work on programs and systems and process. That's all we do is programs, systems, and process. So that's how we function. So, yeah, that's pretty much what it means to me, knowing that I can live a life outside of my traumatic experiences and go forward from there, at least in the romantic sense. Like, friendships, family, I feel like I have a pretty healthy relationship on that. But in regards to, like, a romantic relationship, I shy away from it due to, like, insecurities and just past, like, traumatic experiences. And, and I think that that's perfect, you know, because for me, the traumatic experience was growing up, um, I had a lot of witness to physical abuse 
um, that would that happened to my mother, my aunts, my cousins, and my grandmother who raised me. So in my home, there was always physical violence. So I started witnessing that as a young person. So, f you know, fast forward to the first time I came out to my family as a lesbian woman. I was in a traumatic relationship with a young lady that I had been with for three years. I tolerated a lot of things that I saw in my family that happened. So it became normal to me that that's what I thought was love. And as time went by, I would tolerate these things, whether it was being, you know, talked to, um, mentally manipulated, um, it was emo I was emotionally manipulated, cheated on, different things like that, and it really took a toll on me, but I always forgave her because she would always cry and say, hey, you know, I love you, I didn't mean to do this, I didn't mean to hurt you, blah, blah, blah. So I would take her back. So one time it just became too much, and a friend of mine said, hey, you know, you need to step away from this traumatic experience. She's still my best friend to this day. And upon leaving, I had one item to go back and pick up at the house that we shared together, and... Um, <laughs> Um, at that time, she came up behind me and physically assaulted me to the point where I blacked out. And it was to the point where I was so emotionally upset, I didn't know that I was okay with that. To me, that was her showing love, like I had did something wrong to her. So I went to the hospital, recovered, never told my family. And the next day, I called her on the phone, and I apologized for my behavior after she beat me. And then I realized, after a moment, that it wasn't me that was wrong. It was me continuing the cycle of abuse that I've witnessed in my entire life as a young person. Um, watching my family members and my grandmother and my mother be beat by the men in their life. And so... I broke the cycle, and until this day, I wanted to never, ever, ever be in a relationship where I've made anyone feel that way, and um, to this day, it's made me a better woman, and it made me better in relationships at love, even though I was bad at love until then. I've been a DJ all my life. I've been a womanizer. I didn't know how to take positive relationships because it was weird. It was odd. It was uncomfortable to not be cussed out and, and yelled at and punched on and told you're stupid. Shut the hell up. You're an idiot. You ain't shit. That's why, that's why, that's why I did this, you know. And then you, you, you know, as I talked about the young lady I met recently, you know, to see someone that's has such a beautiful energy and spirit. And I know her story. She told me her story. And, you know, that we, we, we share something like that that was so traumatic that we align it makes it even more of a factor that I respect her and want to get to know her, to know her as a person. And so to get the honor for her to share that vulnerability and be, and be um, vulnerable with me was a pleasure, and I thanked her for that. So I thought on this podcast, just to be able to share that that's the reason why I realized I'm breaking the cycle, man. I'm not going to ever lay a hand or make anyone feel that way. Because if I can't give you love, if I can't show you love, then I need to step away and let something else come into your life that's worth it for you. So, you know, I just wanted to share that because that, that topic came to my brain and I just really wanted to know, you know, you guys to know, like, this podcast for me was something where I can open up and put my shit on the table. And that's why I choose to be such a happy spirit because I know that 
you can love somebody that doesn't know how to love, and if they don't, it's okay to walk away if they can't accept it. But you don't have to physically abuse them or mentally abuse them or emotionally abuse them because that's traumatic, and it's not okay. Yeah, definitely. Well, one, before I even start talking, I just want to say thank you so much for just sharing your story. Um, It takes a lot of courage to come forth, especially on such a public platform and share your story. So if you don't hear this from anybody else, I just want to know, like, I hear you, I see you, and I do got you. And I do appreciate you just sharing a piece of yourself, not only with me, but to the people listening in, because that is something a lot of survivors from, like, domestic abuse just can't really say. And it's not the fact that it's their choice. It's just safety, you know? Um, Yeah, so I just wanted to say that. Just thank you so much. And I can definitely relate on the fact, not so much in a domestic abuse, like uh, physical, but um, for me, it would have to tip on the uh, sexual scale. So uh, in my life, I've had body issues since I was, let's say, five and it's just a very unhealthy relationship I have with myself it's just because of the way I look and I just always thought I'm just not worthy of anything because of the way I look I was saying oh my god like you're too big because nobody's ever gonna love you nobody's ever gonna be your friend nobody's ever gonna like have interest into you because of the way you look so in my life when I was 10 years old I was molested by a neighborhood, neighborhood, no, not a neighborhood, by a neighbor of mine, um, a neighbor's daughter. uh, I was 10, she was 16. You know, we were in the pool. She started touching me inappropriately. Things happened, you know, don't see her anymore, thank God. Um, But yeah, it really like kind of fucked me up because I didn't know what to say, what to do. I was, I was on the, I had a panic attack. I went to my mom and mom was like, Erica, what's going on with you? What's going on with you? And I said, I don't know, like, I'm freaking out, like, I was like, oh, I'm good, I'm good, like, I always say this a lot, and for the people who do know me, like, they'll be like, oh, what's wrong with you, like, oh, I'm good, like, but I don't know, but I'll be okay, I always say that, because I don't know how to express myself in that way, and when she did that to me, I felt violated, because I was like, I was 10, dude, I was 10, I was like, how is a 10-year-old supposed to defend themselves in that way, like, of course, like, some tenures maybe physically maybe emotionally but it's like you can't have that emotional capacity just to see I mean, what's it, going it's, on it's all about processing it yeah it's hard for adults to process that definitely yeah yeah so when that happened i was really just taken aback i just realized like at 12 o'clock that night i said mom blank blank molested me like touched me inappropriately and then of course to a mother hearing that from a 10 year old she sobbed she called my neighbor got took the yeah spring in action so took her away so that was my first introduction to trauma on that level where it came to violating something so personal as a body and fast forwarding to 13 my father actually molested me which really took me for a back because my father was an alcoholic he is what you would classify as a functioning alcoholic so he would you know go to work you know, go to work, cook dinner, have a drink, like literally have a drink every couple of hours. And then one night I was just in the bed watching TV and then the alcohol really just kicked in and then, you know, started touching me in places that you shouldn't be touched. And my flight or fight didn't really kick in. I froze. A lot of people don't know like, oh, you're supposed to like run. You're supposed to call for help. Like I froze because that was my body's initial reaction was to freeze. Like, I froze because I didn't know what to do. 
and I held that secret in for three years until I was 16 and I had a panic attack. I like, I was freaking out, I was sweating, and my sister looked me, my sister-in-law, she looked me dead in the eye and said, did your father touch you? Because she got this feeling of saying, oh my God, what's going on with you? Premonition. Yeah, like, she was like, what's going on? You just seemed well. I was like, I don't know. And I just, I told my mom I didn't want to go to my dad's house this weekend. I was just like, because we didn't do anything. We would literally, I would go to his house. I would go to his house. He would play the lottery, drink. Go to his house, play the lottery, have some dinner, drink, drink. We wouldn't go to the movies. We wouldn't hang out. We wouldn't do anything he would just be drinking his life away because he's still dealing with his trauma. So that trauma inflicted onto me and I just felt like it's okay to be disrespected either sexually and also verbally. So even if he would talk about my way when I was seven, like, oh, you shouldn't wear this because you look bad in that or you shouldn't um, talk to this person because it makes you look weird or you should never let a boy kiss you like this. And having your father like kiss on your ear and your neck when you're like, between the ages of like 10 to 13 is creepy. Like it's disgusting and you just don't know how to process all of that. Especially at a young age like that. Yeah, like I like, and people say, oh, like how was like your childhood? Like what is probably like your childhood like you would want to go back to? I honestly wouldn't want to go back because it's just something I just would not want to indulge again. If I knew what, of course, if I knew, if I knew now, it would be a different, but just having that innocence between 10 to like 17 just be completely scattered really fucked me up and that's something like I'm working through through therapy like for those of you who listened last week I talked a little bit about how like I'm working through some of my personal issues like what I'm saying now through therapy and I feel like it's just been a really helpful piece because I'm not public about myself especially in this light this is probably the first time I've been very like out and open like I've told like certain friends very 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 select few family members because you know, I don't want anything to happen. I didn't want anything at the time to happen to my father. I was just like, no, I don't want him to go to protecting jail. Him. Yeah, I was protecting him. And then when I was talking to my therapist, she was just like, why do you keep protecting the people who don't protect you? And I said, that's just my defense. That's how I was taught. I was and, just, and we learned that growing up, that what happens in the house stays in the house, you know? Yeah. Because, um, I mean, first of all, you know, I def- definitely want to thank you for sharing that. Yeah, Because um, that's happened to me at a young age. My cousin, um, it happened to me. I actually, you know, told my mother that. Um, so, you know, it, 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 it definitely would have made me feel a little different if I was in your situation. Okay. But I definitely commend you because this is helping you heal. Definitely. It's helping you grow as a person. Um, and, I'm, and I'm proud of you as a woman of color for being able to acknowledge that. And I'll definitely tell you, your relationships are going to be more positive because you're working on you. Mm-hmm. And you're a beautiful person inside and out. Thank and you. I think seeing that in you helped me connect with you when I didn't even know you. Right. I think that's helping me connect with the woman I met. Because you can't put, you can't, you can't help fix somebody, but you can empathize to the point where the comfort is there. And they can look at you and be like, I don't know this person, but they got me. Yeah. And and that's, I've learned how to walk strong like that and put people next to me to be like, you know what, I got you. Yeah. And it's just, a, a, you have an amazing spirit oh, and it hasn't thanks. changed you. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You didn't let the negativity continue a cycle. Yeah. Because you could have just become like a lot of women that I've met that have uh, suffered from sexual abuse. Mm-hmm. They become overly engulfed in the trauma and just let 
negative things continue because it's just like reinitiating that trauma over and over and over yeah. and over and over again. Yeah, but I also don't want it to just say like how it was easy because I'm still working through this. Like I still have my standing Absolutely. appointment at three o'clock on Wednesdays. Like don't don't be like, oh your girl's good. Nah, your girl's still fucked up a little bit, but we're working through it and that's the thing. Really just like putting light to it was yeah. always the hardest thing. It's not so much talking about it because sometimes you can like talk about it but don't but you don't have like any like action or like light to it yeah so i'm all about like just putting light to the things that you really want to like work on and even like on this past session on wednesday i was just really i was just like i broke down in tears because i was just like i've literally just been holding this secret in like well not so much the secret about like my dad because she knew about that for like the past year she meeting my therapist but it was a matter of just, like, talking about, like, how, like, body image, like, kind of, like, my physical reflection is how I feel. So really just, like, saying that and, like, hearing myself say that, it was, like, I don't know, it was, like, life-changing in a way, but I just I just broke down. Like, I've never cried so much in my life. Like, you know, like, when you're a little kid and, like, you, like, you yeah. hurt you, like, you, like, you on field it's day. Like it's over. It's, it's like, over. No. You're like, no, mom. I just, I just think, you know, what's cool is the fact that you – can acknowledge this right now Mm -hmm. and when when you get a chance to let the emotion out and then the more you start acknowledging speaking speaking to it um i too have suffered from um body image issues you know um it was really difficult as a young person because i was i was talked about for being gay right you know i would get punched and beat up because Mm -hmm. they were they were grab me and beat me up and invite me to parties to fight me and I was seven so I found out my nana at the time when she was alive she's been gone five years my best friend sorry to hear that she I called her I was so messed up because I just got out of the hospital I had been missing went to work was beat the hell up bruised I started making excuses and everything you know what happened I fell down the stairs like who the hell falls down the stairs and fucks yourself yeah, up that bad? You start right? you start to mask yourself because you want to protect other people's emotions. You're just like you know what, I, like they don't need to hear this. They're probably going through other stuff. And let me just mask myself, mask right. myself, mask. So myself. I didn't say anything because I didn't want work. It wasn't their business. So so, you know, I finally told my nana like, hey, I've been in this. Really, I, I called her, broke down, and started crying. And I'm like, I've been dealing with this person, that is just so she 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 beat me up. Mm-hmm. And and I, I guess I should have completed the story. So um, that night when I walked in, I went to get my television. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And she grabbed the shower curtain, right off the wall. She was so angry. She ripped the shower curtain off the wall and literally beat me to the point where I blacked out. Oh my god. And I never told anybody because like I didn't want it's kind of hard like not being able to confide in, in your family and they have always had my back, but I hadn't come out. Right. And so once I recovered, I called her and I cried because for some reason I still love the shorty, right? Yeah. And she said, I, that's not love. And if you really love someone, you got to know when to walk away. And so for me, it's really important that I know now that I'm bad at love in the past. That's now, bad at love is not my present. I've worked on me, and I'm able to acknowledge and know that when I bring something to the table, it's positivity and it's it's great quality. And I think for the first time, you know, meeting somebody and just even just starting a friendship. I mean, not, not even just a friendship, just starting a 
relationship, in quotes, it's not anything but a title, but just being able to meet somebody mm-hmm. where you can listen to their story and you really give a fuck. Yeah. Like, I really care about what Shorty has been through. Right. And if, if, if nothing else, if we just continue to be in each other's lives for years to come and I can just be that. You've watched Grey's Anatomy be the person. Yes, I just want to be that person and whatever happens, we just have our moment when we hang out. Yeah. It is our moment. There's nothing that, 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 that she has to do or be obligated. It's our moment. Yeah. And then for those of you who don't know, uh, who do who may or may not know, in Grey's Anatomy, the relation, the friendship between Meredith Grey and um, Christina Yang, they are best friends who are both residents at a hospital, and they call each other their, their person. So pretty much like, that's like pretty much that individual who's like there for you like you don't have to say anything you don't have to do anything they just get it like some people you may result it to like a mom or like your best friend but that's just like your person like you know what i don't have to do anything say anything feel anything this person just understands and they're here for me and i, and I think with, with with this woman and she knows who she is um of course <laughs> it's it's more than a friendship to me it's just it's something that i've never been able to have with a person where it's just when we're around each other or we speak to each other, it's just us. And there's no expectation, no pressure. It's the best fucking feeling in the world to have somebody where you can just, for that moment, we're there. Other right. than that, no one has to feel pressure, obligated. Her life isn't thrown off. My life isn't thrown off. And when we're around each other or she reaches out or reaches out to me, I make sure to be available for that. Now, I wouldn't do that for everybody, but there's just something about our connection can't get anywhere else i respect that i like it mm-hmm. um it's cool to me yeah like it's all i feel like it's always important to find a safe a safe haven in a pocket of like hope somewhere i'm a firm believer of a chosen family um especially a lot of people within like the queer community because i'm i too identify as a lesbian so all my family doesn't know that I'm gay. Like, it's still something to this day I'm still processing with. Like, I know I mentally, emotionally, and physically love women. I'm just, like, trying to get my mind together to say, you know what, this is who you are. Stop running away from it because, uh, like, I just physically, I'm not really attracted to men. So it's one of those things where I'm still dealing with myself to say, like, hey, Erica, it's okay to be this way. You don't have to be this perfectionist of this carbon copy of something that you want your family or friends to think that who you are because my friends have been a great support system um so it's just like i'm trying to really work on seeing what other people see in me that i don't because a lot of people say like oh my god Erica, you're such a great person i'm like really i feel like i'm like jack shit it's, even though i know i'm not but it's but, but it's gonna come let me tell you why it's gonna come go for because it, it's not time for you to get to that point yet as a woman Probably. mastering yourself as a woman I'm 33 years old. Yeah. It's taken that long. Yeah. Because I had to go through identifying the trauma, mm-hmm. working through the trauma. Yeah. Um, identifying the trauma again, acknowledging the trauma, working yeah. on a solution to acknowledge the trauma, mm-hmm. and then pushing the trauma out. Then I backtracked once I divorced. Mm-hmm. Then I became like, listen... You are closing yourself away from people who can help you grow Mm -hmm. and people who want to see you grow. You got shitty people, but hurt people hurt people. So the people who hurt us were hurt. And that's why they they did what they did to us because they don't know how to manifest the positivity and to work through the steps to heal. Yeah. The fact that you're standing here today 
and you're inspiring so many people in your career path, don't worry about chasing the big picture. Episode two, getting to know yourself. Yeah. Don't zoom so fucking far out to where you trying to like catch the moon when you know the moon is years away. Work on each day at a time. I have a tattoo on Jura Lafoy on me. If you if you've met me, I have a tattoo next to some nice lips with a bee stunt with a with a bee. <laughs> it says on Jura Lafoy. It's French for one day at a time. Because I had to stop reaching so far out and work one day at a time. Yeah. And that's why I choose to not be in a relationship where I'm a girlfriend to somebody and I choose to be uh, 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 with somebody that has time for me when we have time for each other and there's no commitment besides us being there for each other when we have time because I'm working on myself one day at a time. Right. And if you do that, once you're ready, it'll come to you. Yeah. You'll love yourself. Yeah, I'm definitely in the in the process of like working through that mindset of just like, Erica, you don't have to have everything figured out. And just a presence, I am 21 years old. A lot of people are like, girl, like you're 21. Like you should be living your life, doing your thing. But it's a different story. Of course, still living my life, doing my thing. Oh my God, I hate when people tell me about <laughs> my life when you don't even know about yeah, yours. Yeah, people are just like, girl, you're 21. You haven't been through nothing. Are these thoughts they're telling you this? Like little Uchi? No, no, no. These, no th- oh, I thought you meant like thoughts in my head. No, no, no. These are not you women. I was no. asking you if your thoughts were talking No, to honestly, like this is real. Like we're talking about this. So, I mean, some people's thoughts do that. But no, mm. I don't have women. No, I don't have women. I don't have women telling me that. Um, yeah, oh, damn it, I lost my train of thought. Okay. Oh, yeah, I don't have to have everything figured out because I am 21, and I just, I'm realizing I do have a lot of life ahead of me. It's just a matter of just determining that path. You know what? I do the same thing. I'm 33, and I feel like tomorrow I'm going to, like, be 800. 800, right. I have a lot of life to live, and I yeah. have to continue to tell myself that, Erica, every day. Yeah. I feel like by now... And I, I try not to do it when I say this. By now, I've always wanted to be a mama bee. Aww. I have. Little right? bumblebees right? running around the house. I've always wanted to be a mama bee, but unfortunately for me, I still have a lot of... Sorry about the outside noise, guys. I've, I, I guess for me, I still have a lot of a lot of more living and learning to do. Yeah. And um, I'm kind of blessed that I, didn't, that, that I did not continue the life with the wife that I married. Yeah. Because I don't think it would have been a healthy relationship for my children. Mm-hmm. But whoever I get the pleasure of living my lifelong partnership with, mm-hmm. when I have little nuggets, I'm telling you, I'm going to be the dopest mama bee ever. I don't want to be called mom. I want to be mama bee. Mama bee. I want to, like, you know what I'm saying? But that's in the future. If you are out there and you are meeting women and you are around them for a short period of time or, or, you're, or you're a male and you're out there for a short period of time, don't use marriage as a Band-Aid to keep them to stay. Like, yeah. it, it, that's so annoying when you hear people just live your life with that person. You don't have to always keep, break the cycle. Yeah. If, you're, if, you're, if, you're, if you're chilling with somebody and it's good, it's great, just chill with them. Yeah. If you get intimate and you have sex, just chill with them. If you're on the same page and your expectations are set, go with the fucking flow. Marriage, at the end of the day, is a business. It's a not, not just marriage, just in general. Right. I think we are so quick to, to jump into relationships. It makes it hard to break the cycle. Yeah. It makes you bad at love. Why can't you be... Uh, it, why can't you just know somebody, interact with them when you spend time, 
If you're intimate, you're intimate. You talk about it. You know the expectations. You be there for each other. And if it grows to that point, it'll come organically and it'll be strong. Yeah, I think a lot of people are just so used to trying to find, like, their half. Find. Yeah, they're trying to find their halves. Keyword on the word find. Find. And half. Because <laughs> you got, you. it's not a lot of whole people walking around here. And by here, just, like, this universe, this planet, like, it's not a lot of whole. You got a lot of halves trying to come together and make a whole. As opposed to being like, you know what? I got my phone. You're just like a case. Not to say people are not, people are not necessities. They are accessories. Can I just snap on that? <laughs> you don't come halfway into a relationship. You want to become, you want to come in whole, and then they come in whole. And when you get together, you've it's got this solid foundation. Thing. Yeah. But I feel like I've met a lot of people that are like, well, I've been with them for a year, and it's time for them to put a ring on. No, it's not. What if they're not? What if they? are not at the place where they've mastered themselves to be able to commit to a relationship to support you mastering yourself. Yeah, and I think that just comes back down to communication. Like, for me, like I said, last last la, 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 last episode, I talked about not rushing to be in a relationship because I just cannot see myself being in a relationship with a woman and not giving her my 100%. Granted, I know I still have my like my like own personal problems with like just like my mental health and I'm working through that that's my battle but at the same time I would not want like the woman of like my dreams to just have to be be a um what's the word I'm looking for like like be just a stepping stone for not you helping yourself not even a stepping stone but just be I don't want her to fall tribute to me not loving myself on our relationship absolutely and I I, I that it takes a strong one like it takes someone that knows what they need yet again episode three love languages knowing them right right you know that you're 21 erica it takes people years to fucking figure that out in their 30s and 40s yeah i for me i because that's and if we go back to breaking the cycle my family they are really They're really big on, like, just doing stuff without thinking stuff through. I like to think stuff through and then do stuff. And this is not to drag my family. I love them. Love y'all. But sometimes I be questioning a lot of stuff. They'd be like, why am I in this relationship? Why am I in this situation? I'm like, well, did you think about it? Like, and be like, well, were you prepared they're, to do it? They're, they're following the cycle. It's okay. We have, a, like, a lot of encores, a lot of motorcycles yeah, on being yeah, a podcast. Maybe right? they just want to break the cycle of just going just the other right. way around. They just want to come around So, <laughs> I'll, I'll tell you, it's not even that. Episode two, I talked about measuring a couple times before you cut. Yeah, right? definitely. People are just so in a hurry to be in a relationship. Especially, there's a joke with, with lesbians, right? And uh. and if you're, if, right? <laughs> Listen, if you're, stri- <laughs> if you're not a part of the lesbian community and this is your first time hearing this, then well, you're welcome. Um, and, and uh, you know... To, a lot of people who listen to this podcast, you'll probably be able to identify with this comment I'm about to make. So there's a running um, a running joke that when lesbians meet, usually on the second date, there's a U-Haul. Yeah. So U-Haul if, you, if you are um, bi-curious or you're, you know, testing the waters and you're not familiar with lesbian culture, there are a lot of lesbian women who are not like me. I do not have a interest usually or a... I'm not. I'm not attracted to lesbians. I'm attracted to straight women. Really. And I, straight women just carry themselves the way that I am attracted to women. And hmm. and you know, for me, it's really cool 
because it it's like I'm not I, I'm I hate being put in a in a category where you are gay, you are a lesbian, and you must date a lesbian woman. I'm yeah. a woman who loves women. Yeah, and you know. I think for me, when, when when women meet me that have been in relationships with other women and they're not lesbian, they freak the fuck out because they meet a lesbian who's used to being a lesbian and then they're like, I want to get married. I want to be with you. And it's like, bitch, it's been like eight months or nine months or four weeks and you're yeah. in love with me? How? Yeah, like this for me, I just want to learn to get to know you. Let's just chill. I take it one day at a time. Yeah. And I, I, there's not going to be a U-Haul. On, on my date, I, I'm probably before I get married again. Yeah, it'll be a while before I move in with someone. Yeah, and then even just going past like the stereotypes, or just like with the U-Haul, it's just a matter of I don't know why. Like I'm the lesbian. Like honestly, like if you were my girlfriend, like we're not getting a cat. That's it. Like I cannot stand cats. I hate cats. Oh my God. I'm sorry. Like I hate. I'm. I don't know if I'm a bad lesbian. You can like call no, it what no, you no, want. No, no, no. It's I not hate that. It's cats. just I think I think at the end of the day. You know, no who you hauls, no cats. <laughs> no you hauls, no cats. But just knowing that, and I feel like now everybody gonna know all about my motherfucking ass, man. Like, listen, like, listen, put, you, like, put yourself out there. Like, this is a platform. Like, like you said, this is a platform for B to be B. This is this is just you and me talking. Yeah. This is your platform to do what you want to do and, and paint and, your own and picture. And I do, like I said, I appreciate the feedback from everyone I've been getting. B is this is what you get. Like, I'm the same. I'll always do what I can for you. I love women. I I don't I'm not a, a serial dater. I don't choose to be intimate with everybody. I was like I was promiscuous when I was a, a young DJ, mm-hmm. uh, but now I just choose to you know um, I've got my ducks in a line. So you know just kind of being me. But you know now you know a lot about me, and it you know I'm confident. And I think it comes off as cocky sometimes, but I'm not a cocky person. Yeah, I, I don't like being cocky and. Um, I'm just me. I love grooming myself and being polished. Yeah. Um, and I can't wait to see you grow and do the same thing. I've been where you are, Erica. Nice. And when that light turns on, the world needs to be ready because Erica <laughs> is coming. Because oh, gosh. <laughs> I don't think people are ready for my energy and... I don't know why, but my energy fills up a room, and I still to this day hate getting compliments. I'm so humble about it. I, I am. T- I'm the same way. Like, when people say, oh, my gosh, Erica. Like, I have some friends that be like, you know what, Erica, you have such, like, when people say, like, you have such an amazing spirit, and, like, your vibe is great. I'd be like, the fuck? What? Thank you, but the fuck? What? Like, I'm so right? confused. Like, because it's, it's. kisses from customers? I got a customer No, I don't get, I don't, I, What? That's why I don't get I don't get kisses from anybody, but like when people, it's a difference when somebody compliments your shoes, and then a different, and then another thing when somebody compliments your spirit. I feel like when somebody compliments your spirit, it's like, well, shit. Erica, I love your spirit. Oh my god, she just blushed. (laughs) A chocolate blushing shorty. I cannot. Yes, I am a chocolate shorty. Whatever you want to call. Hello. I cannot. Yeah. So it's so weird for me. Like I appreciate all my friends, family, co-workers, goodbye, (laughs) 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 who wants to, like, who just compliments me in that way because I feel like, to me, I feel like I did my job as a person to make them 
feel that way because for me if you're around me I just want you to feel safe man anything like the world is such a complex space so like whenever we're in a room together I just I just want us to be safe and just to know like I got you like whether it's like five minutes and we're just talking and you start talking about your personal life I got you like I'm not gonna be sharing your business like because yeah. one I'm probably gonna forget it depending on what it is and two I just I just have such a respect I just respect people's boundaries and I'm working on how to set my own so I learn from other people so when they say like hey don't do this and this is because why I'm like all right cool because you set that boundary for me if we go back to just like breaking the cycle breaking the cycle of just not setting boundaries and clear boundaries as well is probably going to be something that will take me a long way because I see you in my family sometimes with certain friends but I don't know like I just really appreciate when people comment on my spirit rather than just like compliments on like shoes don't get me wrong I'm appreciative like oh yeah you like my shoes but I, I think I think that's better. that's my thing is I think I don't know you're probably tired of hearing it but no, I think that's what connected me to the to the shorty that I, I keep mentioning is just the spirit like I meet people all the time and I'm like yeah 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 but like mm-hmm. we were eating dinner the other night yeah, and I, th- I don't think I've ever just laughed and had the best time just being in the, the presence. Because, like, it, it was funny. We were watching this guy eat chicken. Uh-huh. And just her commentary cracked me up. But just for that moment, we were able to just be silly, and there was no dramatic, no drama bullshit. And I like the fact that, that she could tell me anything, I could tell her anything, literally anything we think of from anything. You're right. Anything. <laughs> Anything. I love that. And um, that, that you can't get everywhere. And, you know, being able to do that with somebody and then them not holding it over your head or forcing you to do something is great. And I think that's something that, uh, you know, we both want that long term, no matter where we part ways and go to. I still want to be able to make that space available for uh, for this woman um, because it's, uh, I think, you know, it's going to be a special place for me because not everybody can can be like that. And I'm one of those unique people. And I think she has that unique characteristic. And to meet somebody like that, that you could just like literally talk about anything, literally do anything and walk away and be like, until next time. And not have yeah. to worry or ponder or trip the fuck out or where are you? Who are you? With? Yeah. That we know the boundaries. We set boundaries is cool. You know, I respect what she's doing. She respects what I'm doing. And I think that's cool. But. I would just say, in conclusion, to breaking the cycle. Yeah. Set your boundaries. Manifest the positivity, but know if it's create if, if you're creating a habit, expecting a different result. That's the definition of what. Yeah, and then insanity. And yeah, and it's well, could be. And then another thing is, in regards to breaking the cycle, it takes time. I don't. I really don't want to knock this whole notion of oh, that you're gonna get this over the night. Like y'all need to break the cycle because like every time like I'm talking to you guys, I'm talking to myself. Yeah. Breaking the cycle takes time. Like be like she said, she's thirty. She didn't get here like yesterday overnight. Overnight. Like it, it put in work and it was time. So even if you're unable to see the habits that you're creating in order to go around this revolving cycle, don't be afraid to ask from like 
maybe a second or a third opinion that may be like a neutral one not even if it's like like a family member or a friend if you want like a neutral perspective you can ask like a mentor a coach like the lady who works at tj maxx like something like that tj maxx Max. yeah but you can work you can just ask somebody because breaking the cycle takes some time and i'm redefining what that cycle looks like for me because when you talked about how you want to be a mom bear for me, I'm terrified of having children because I'm just like, I don't want to pass down this trauma that you're I have. And that's the thing, you're not gonna pass down the trauma, he's gonna wait till you're ready. Yeah. And if you meet someone that tells you that that they're manifesting that for you, they're manifesting for themselves that you are what they need to be happy, yeah. Run from that shit. Don't ever meet anyone and then be like, well, you're the reason. I want to have a house and a car with you. Did you ask me, though, if that's something I want with you? Yeah. Because I may not see that with you. I may see happiness of some sort with you, but you may not be what I see myself with as a mama bear or mama bee. So don't let anyone put you in that category. So that's that's another part of breaking the cycle as well. Yeah, it's pretty much like don't look for... A comp like a complimentary substance. Look for somebody who can add on to you. I think we found episode five. Hey, you know what I mean. So I'll tell you this in conclusion because this is going a little longer than normal, which is cool. We're gonna, we're, we're gonna. Uh, I, I'll tell you this. Listen, I know you're hearing a lot of what's going on in the background. That's fine. If we're outside, the podcast supposed to be that way. I just want to tell you, if you're listening to this and you you're enjoying what you're hearing. Um, I, I just love the fact that you guys can enjoy not only what we're telling you, what we're talking about, but just learning ways to support yourself and learning ways to just, just have real talk. Like, I started this podcast to be able to spit about all kind of things. The guests, the guest hosts I have coming up are... It's going to be literally on a spectrum from left to right. <laughs> and some of the things, I have people like, you going to put me on there? You going to put me on there? Yeah, I'll get you on here. But I want to make sure that they're fitting within the scope of what I'm looking for. I want you to be driving down the street listening to this. I want you to be in your cubicle listening to this. I want you to be, it's touching different things within your soul where you're like, yeah, I didn't need to talk to you to do that. But I want you to know me without having to know me. And just be able to understand. And the same thing with Erica. So I really appreciate, you know, everybody listening to the podcast. So breaking the cycle in conclusion, know when you're starting to repeat things that aren't making you happy. And it's okay if it doesn't make sense that that you're in a relationship and you don't understand why and you're becoming unhappy. Check off the list of things that make you happy. And I'm going to make a recommendation for a book. Okay. Um. I've been reading um, uh, The Subtle Art of Not Giving a Fuck by oh, Mark, yeah, Mark, Mar- Mark, Man- is Mark Manson. Mark Manson. Yeah, so Mark I, Manson. I killed that one. M-A-N-S-O-N. Mark Manson. But read If Buddha Dated. It's helping you not lose yourself when dating. Mm-hmm. It's also helping you deal with emotional trauma so you're a better partner for your dating life. So um, if I can get, I'll tell you this, if I can get at least 10 reviews on this on this actual episode i will give a book away to somebody who um who you know sends uh, um a review on the episode i'll pick one of you and i'll give the book away i think someone deserves to be uh blessed with a a good reading um and if you don't want it take it anyway because i think just looking at it and knowing it's there when you get some time will be great 
Yeah, the satire in that book is pretty cool. I haven't read it all the way through, but it's, it's like, pretty good. It's pretty good. And and if you if you want to follow more um, Apple Podcasts, if you type in just Real Talk, DJLadyB.com, and um, you click on podcast. Erica, hit them with your information. Yeah, uh, if you follow me on Twitter or Instagram, it's going to be Filtered Specs. So Filtered F I L T E R E D underscore Specs S P S P E C S filtered underscore specs and that is at twitter and instagram feel free to follow me i don't have any private so it's open so anyone can follow me and yeah feel free if you have any questions about what i said today you can feel free to hit me up um i don't know if they want to hit you up i mean and you can hit me on instagram everything is dj lady b dj l-a-d-y and the letter b this is my goal every monday a new episode every monday look at um, just for a talk on Apple Podcasts or my website for new episodes. The, also, you could probably find them on Erica's page too if you're following her on Instagram and you see it first. Um, thank you for joining me, Erica, again. Thank, thank you for sharing your story, sis. Thank you, you so much. I mean? Thank you for giving me the platform to really express myself. I was feeling really shitty today. No, nope. I feel not going to happen. <laughs> I feel less shitty tonight. So I really appreciate you just giving me it's that. Probably all the mosquito bites you have right now. Like, and I'm gonna shout out to Melissa. Um, she's a listener of mine. Melissa, you know who you are. I know I said I was gonna keep you cute. I- I'm trying to, yo. All right. Um, <laughs> so w- the next one, we're gonna be a little bit less like, you know, air it out a little bit. Yeah. You know, definitely. but we needed to, to talk about this and um and you know to you know. My special shorty that I've met and I keep mentioning. Thank you for being that positive energy. Um, you know, I definitely look forward to, you know, the time we get to kick it. Uh, and I appreciate that we could talk about anything. That shit is just amazing. Aww. Like, it's dope. So That's so dope. Um, it was kind of cool. Yeah. We'll catch you on episode five. Um, yeah. Thank you for joining on the podcast. Cue the outro music now. Bye.